We got our asses handed to us on the last episode. Yeah, it's like it's yeah, it's not a gimmick anymore. It sucks. <laughs> we're so we're, we're we're not good. Boar got ninety five percent. I know. Like like I don't even know what I draft. I worked so hard. So Boar will I'd imagine easily be the number one seed in the season two tournament of champions here on the a show on ckcc radio matt and chris hanging out with you on a monday morning and joining us here today straight from new jersey your italian hero what do they say what i forget what he's like my best friend joey image is here today i learned that i once wrestled in tennessee which is a state that i thought i'd never been to <laughs> good evening good morning good evening good afternoon everyone whenever you all did I miss a story? Like, what just happened? It was in the... I, wrote, I put it in the group chat before, so I thought it might be interesting to open with. Yeah, I so I found... You know how I'm a big time hop guy. Like, I go through it every day, and I try to get to the end, but sometimes I don't. But a, a thing popped up today. Uh, I don't remember how long ago, but it said... Uh, hold on. I, I, I don't know. It's here somewhere. But, um, oh, July 2nd. So, obviously, July 2nd, because it goes by the date. Uh, 2010. So, 11 years ago. Um, I wrote on the road right now, North Carolina on Saturday and then Tennessee on Sunday. And that makes sense because the job I was at, I would have been off that following Monday because of the 4th of July. So it made sense. I was off work, but I, I mean, I'm 44. So for 44 years, I thought I've never been to Tennessee. Well, maybe not for 44 years. I guess, I guess <laughs> for the last few years, I thought I've never been to Tennessee before. Me and my wife have talked about going and checking out Memphis and, and Graceland and all that crap. And then this thing popped up in my time hop and I'm like, damn, I have been to Tennessee. I don't remember. I have zero memory of it, but it's right here in writing. And to correct, since about 2.30 this afternoon, Joe thought he had never been to Tennessee. Yeah, until I saw that. <laughs> I don't understand that. The only show that I ever remember not going to that I – and or, or I don't know where it was, so maybe it was that show – was one that I supposedly no-showed, and that's because I didn't know I was booked until the day after the event. But Oh, uh, yeah, Rich's show. I remember that. No, no I don't know what you're talking about. The one in Mountaintop, the actual no. show. No, that wasn't it. I don't. I don't even know about that. Was I booked? Because I didn't show up. This was a show for House of Pain Wrestling Federation, which I don't remember even where they were. Delaware, somewhere in South. And uh, apparently, I was supposed to ref, and I didn't. I wasn't told until the day after the show. <laughs> when the the promoter was like, "How come you didn't show up last night?" I said, "I don't. I wasn't booked anywhere last night." And then he was like, uh, "You were supposed to be here to ref. Like we had Jerry Lawler come in, and you were supposed to ref <laughs> on the show." I go, "I don't know what you're talking about." And apparently he had some other guy that was that did all like the the booking or whatever or, or 
contact the, you know, contact talent and make sure everything was good. And then I just never got a phone call. So I never went. That's the only time I ever no showed because I didn't know about it. I mean, that does make it hard to show up. Yeah. I, I was like, are you kidding me? This is, I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> anyway. So t- today, all the guys that we're going to talk about are going to show up two hour shows that we are booking for 1989 WWF, Joe's favorite year of wrestling. Yes. At least in WWF, yeah. So, Actually, I think you're right. I think I could take off the WWE for it. It's just my, probably my favorite year in wrestling. And we've got a lot to work with. It's a pretty good roster. Um, so in case you haven't listened to any other podcast that Chris and I have done or the episode of By the Numbers that Joe was on here on CKCC Radio, Joe, please take a moment and introduce yourself to our listening audience. Did that finally, uh, did that finally get uploaded? Cause I, I don't think, uh, I think it took a while, right? It took like a, a year and a half. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it it was uh, it was a while. Um, I don't think I actually ever even heard it back. Um, anyway, uh, I'm Joey Image. Uh, grew up with the posters of these two guys on my walls, and now I'm one of them. Oh, hold on, that might be the wrong show. Poster of me and Matt on your wall. Yes. <laughs> Is it next to the, your uh, Trajan Horn eight by ten? I don't even know where that is. <laughs> Oh, wait, did I get one or no? Oh, no, he gave me stickers. He gave me stickers. I don't know where those are. But I know he has an 8x10 of me that I mailed to him. Oh, that that's right. It's reverse. You mailed him the 8x10. That's why he mailed you an yeah. 8x10. No, he he left some box at my house. It was, like, for one of those pressing monthly crates or whatever, and it had his address on it. So I'm like, I'm going to take advantage of this. <laughs> and then at the show the at the show after he got it, he's like, I thought that they just forgot to send me something or that, or that they were sending me a free box for that month or something. And then I opened it up and I see your Peter. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. That's like one of those ribs where like if I wasn't there to to see the reaction, I would have like it wouldn't have been any good. Like it, you know what I mean? If if I wasn't booked on that show like the week after he got that thing in the mail, it wouldn't be any fun. I guess I wouldn't have done it then. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, I'm Joey Evans. Pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to be here. Uh, let's talk some wrestling, I guess. Yep. So we're going to talk 1989 WWF. And if you are a first-time listener, first and foremost, thank you. Secondly, here is how it works. We are going to take turns. Uh, Joe is the first draft pick. I am second. And Chris is third. And we'll take turns drafting from the roster of 1989 WWF until we reach what we feel are complete rosters to build a show. Round seven is the Adam Van special, which is our wild card round. You can draft anyone from outside WWF from 1989 that was active that year. And there's a lot of good people to choose from. If you draft anyone with a with a title that they held that year, you get them with that belt. But they have to have held the belt that year. So, for example, the WWF title was held by Hogan and Savage. The Intercontinental title was held by Rude and Warrior. The tag belts were held by Brainbusters, Demolition, and the Colossal Connection. So those are the belts that you could draft. You can draft people together, but you have to use them together. And then... There are a couple segments at the end. Uh, first, there is what we call the stepdad's rule, which is two trades. You're allowed up mm-hmm. to two trades uh, with the other drafters. There is also the Jason D'Agostino rule, which is the unrestricted free agents. That's right. That's a fair rule. Also. Wait, I got a question. Yeah. Yeah. 
The million dollar championship was established in '89. Is that in play or no? Oh, you know what? I'll allow it. <laughs> okay. Nice, nice. Also, I was listening to Ad Odds with Wrestling, and Joe brought up a valid point. We have um, overall made up for the stepdads. Yep. We have a Jason Diagostino overall. Yeah. There's the Adam Vance special. Yep. Joe won the season one tournament of champions. Okay. And nothing is named after him. Uh, I believe after uh, we we have our uh, second tournament of champions that can officially be called the Joe Sposto Championship. Or the uh, or the the the, uh, the Joe Sposto uh, inaugural uh, tournament. We'll call it the the Joe Sposto Drafter Weight Title. <laughs> That's a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, there it is, the Joe Sposto Drafter Weight Title. So that'll hey, be the season two pull. tournament. So, Joe, you are up. Who is your first uh, draft pick? There. All right, uh, Big Boss Man. Oh, I you know what? So, with my first draft pick, with the WWF title, I am taking Randy Savage with Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> I am taking from our list, Andrea the Giant. The, uh, Andrea the Grant. Andrea the Grant. <laughs> my first pick is Andre. It's Aldre the Giant. Andre. Andre the Giant. not even a name. I can't believe somebody wrote that. Aldre. That's not even a name. I mean, I can see if someone typos Andrea. Okay, but because I think there were, I think there actually was an independent chick named Andrea the Giant, just as a play on words. But Aldre is not even a name or a word or nothing. <laughs> Algae the Giant. Algae. Oh, Algae. I think we had Algae like in a fish tank. No, I was talking about Algae like, in a fish tank. Like, like he just comes right. out and he's a giant goldfish. <laughs> okay, anyway. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, no, 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 never mind. Bossman was a baby face. Okay. All right, yeah, Joe. Can, wait, wait, wait. One more question. Can we we can book guys however we want, right? So, yep. like, like I just said, Bossman was a babyface for the majority of '89, if not all. I mean, uh, yeah, '89, if not all of it. But if I want to use him as a heel, that's okay. That is correct. Okay. Absolutely. Um. All right. So, um, who did I just? Oh, Bossman. Shit, I don't have a second. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna make it very difficult to build a card, Joe. It's Joe weird because like. Seminar. There's no like. <laughs> well, I do have a halftime show in the middle in my intermission, which I hope you guys are gonna like. Yeah, I don't know if you guys do that, but I just thought of it today. All right. Uh, so second, my second thing will be Dino Bravo. All right. With my second pick, with the World Tag Team Titles, will be the Brainbusters with Bobby Heenan. Wait. Do, so do I have to take Frenchie Martin with Dino Bravo? You don't have to. Can I? Yeah. I mean, Frenchie Martin's not on the list, but that was. That was his manager. Yeah, you can do that. My next pick is Big John Stud. Jesus, this is like I need to type faster if I'm going to keep track of all this. <laughs> uh, uh, Chris. Okay, I mean, uh, Big John Stud. Okay. No, I'm not Big John Stud. Are you sure? Hey, can I can I can I bring up a very very quick side story about the word big? <laughs> Go ahead. It's wrestling related. <laughs> So when I used to work in uh, Middletown, New York, I used to get the shit. I forget. I think it was just the maybe it was the maybe it was in the Daily News, but there was like an, in their sports page there was a column by a guy called the Slammer, which like his little his little like about the author photograph was just a lucha mask. It wasn't even like 
a guy. It was just a face, just a mask. Anyway, so they, they wouldn't print in the paper. They wouldn't print Big Dick Dudley. They would put Large Richard Dudley instead. And I always thought that was, <laughs> always thought that was hilarious. I, I, I saved one of the articles and for years and I lost it, but this came up on Twitter like two years ago and I, I found a, I found a screen or a picture of one of the articles online somewhere and I posted it on Twitter. It's the funniest thing. Large Richard Dudley. <laughs> okay, who's up? You are. Oh, I only have two guys. I only have Bossman and Dino Bravo. Yeah. Well, you guys have like t- tag teams and Bobby Brown, Bobby, Bobby Heenan. Yeah, I did uh, Bobby Brown. You're right. Well, I, <laughs> I just my lost that. Oh, all right. My pick, Demolition. I just realized that they're available. Demolition. Oh, yeah, they weren't with Fuji for 89. Okay. But they were involved in my favorite Royal Rumble spot ever in 89 when they wrestled each other. Okay, anyway. All right. So with my third pick, I am going to take... Hmm. The Heart Foundation. Oh, that's a good one. I'm taking Earthquake. In the Ship Round Singlet? Yes! <laughs> Wait, Heart Foundation. Yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> like, oh man, the Ship Round Singlet. <laughs> like, it's like he threw it in fucking sewage water and put it on. <laughs> it, looked, it, was, it was clearly made by the same person that made Shawn Michaels' Ship Round thing. <laughs> Okay, 91. Okay, so I can't use that. So if I book Janetti, or if I take Janetti, I have to take Michaels. No. Oh, I don't? I thought I did. No. No. Just if if you book them together, you have to use them together. Yeah, you're the booker, man. Uh, <laughs> I respect you, booker, man. All right, screw it. I'll take them both. I'll take the Rockers. All right. That is a solid 1989 pick. And I... I'm going to take hmm, bad news, Brown. That's good. I don't. We don't. We also. Man, I'm I'm so confused. Uh, we also don't have to take the manager, right? You do no. not have to take the manager. Because I just remembered that the twin towers were with Slick at Mania Five, so I have Boss Man. So do I? Do I have to take Slick or no? No. Okay. But if I if I take Boss Man and Akeem in two separate draft rounds or whatever, draft picks, I can use them separately, or they have to be a tag team? They don't have to be a tag team. You can draft them separately and use them separately. The only thing is, I mean, you can draft them separately and use them together, too. Right. The only time that you have to use someone together is if you draft them together. Yeah. All right, so then I'm going to take a team with Slick. Oh, it's your pick? No, it, it, we skipped oh. Chris. Oh, uh, come on, Chris, shut up. No, because my next pick was fucking Akeem. Okay, then take him. Yeah, Joe, like one time I drafted Ole Anderson and Matsuhiro Chono together as a tag team for Battle Bowl, and um, Ole Anderson said a racial slur and walked out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Are you taking Slick, too, or no? No. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, this is round five, by the way. What did yeah. I, who did I just take? Who's my uh, last Rock. Rock. Okay. <laughs> I I really want Mike McGurk just because she's there, but I don't know what the hell I would do with her unless it's a ring announcer. You're a winner, Mister Perfect. She, she, she could be the valet of like she could be the valet of Red Rooster or Ron Bass or Red McGinley. That's right, Vince McMahon. Why is he on here? You and doing commentator. He was I know, but 
All right, so shit, earthquake is already taken. All right, I'm not gonna take typhoon. Wait, did typhoon become typhoon in '89? No, that that that's tugboat. No, I know that. Yeah, oh, I, I miss typed. Oh, all right, shit. Okay, good. Then I don't want him anyway. If you send Hulk Hogan all your cards, if you send Hulk Hogan your cards and letters, he'll get better so much quicker. All right, uh, the Rujos. Okay. I love those guys. They're all American boys. They don't like heavy metal. They don't like rock and roll. All they like to listen to is Barry Manilow. Anyway. I've heard that about them. All American boys. Also, not American, Roddy Piper. He is my fifth pick. <laughs> my fifth pick is Tugboat. Oh, now you have Earthquake and Tugboat, so they can work each other. They could be yeah. Tugquake or Earthboat. <laughs> <laughs> they could be Earthboat. We <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> basically live in an Earthboat. I mean, yes. if you consider us going around the sun as a boat and the Space is the ocean. We live in an earth boat. Like with a canoe and shit. Uh, am I up? Yeah, you are. Please get this back on get it back on the rails here. Uh, I'm gonna take uh Barry Windham. Okay. Um Widowmaker, Barry Windham. Okay. With my sixth pick, I will take the Birdman Coco Beware. Oh, best music in the 80s. Bird, bird, bird. Yeah, which one? Like bird, 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 or pop? That one. I remember when we had Joe on um on uh, the old show, the yeah. show's hat. I remember talking about Coco Beware's music, how, like, the subtlety in Coco Beware's music, that he came out to music that said bird, bird, bird. <laughs> With a bird on his arm, flapping his arms like a bird. Oh, man. Haven't you heard? Oh, my God. Wouldn't it be great if he was, like, the, uh, I don't know, if he was, like, the accountant or something. Uh, my next pick's the Barbarian. And Wouldn't it be great if he was an accountant? Now the Barbarian. <laughs> hey, story. Mel, Phillips. Mel Phillips isn't on this list. Funny story about the Barbarian. So there is an indie manager named Aries here in Northeast Pennsylvania, Steve Barber, with this really ridiculous laugh. I know that and name, Steve Barber. I'm sure you've met yeah, him. Yeah, I think you've met him like once or twice. Okay. So once upon a time, myself and Eric Pinhat and Dooge from We Need Wrestling, we worked as debt collectors, and we had fake names because we had to. Okay. And And Eric was Ric Flair, and... DJ was Randy Orton. That was his fake debt collector name. <laughs> so we were thinking of other funny debt collector names um, that would be wrestlers. And the one came up where I just very calmly said, thank you for calling. My name is the Barbarian. How may I help you? <laughs> <laughs> what did they say? Well, oh, Steve Barber just laughed hysterically. No, no, what did the guy on the phone say? Oh, no, we didn't actually do this. I had to say my name. Oh, was man. And with that, that brings us to the Adam Van Special. So, Joe, who is your Adam Van Special? Oh, my pick? Uh, Ric Flair. Shit! <laughs> no, no! No, no, no! That's the only one that I knew ahead of time before we started. God damn it, you just killed so much for me. Uh <laughs> 
God damn it. <laughs> this is the most upset Matt's ever been in a wild card. Like, this got totally ruined. <laughs> if you want to pay for part of his uh, booking fee, you can have him on loan. Uh, <laughs> this, this, do a trade. <laughs> this, this may be coming up in a trade. Um, So I need a backup. This just became so much more difficult. Holy crap. Um, Hold I, on. Well, I had a... If it makes you feel any better, my... Well, I guess it doesn't matter now because Flair is my first pick, but Junkyard Dog was my second if Flair was not uh was not available. That does not help me right now. <laughs> oh well. All right. What am I gonna do? Holy what about shit! Gandar Akbar. Oh my god, this just got so fucked. How about Sabu? <laughs> so I will take the total package Lex Luger. Okay. Oh, that's a good one. That's actually a really good one. All right. My um my wild card with the Western States Heritage title is Larry Zabisco. Of course it is. <laughs> oh, you can only keep him if you can spell Zabisco off the top of your head. Z-Y-B-Y-S-K-O. Nope, wrong. Really, what is it? Z-B-Y-S-E-K-O. Z-B-Y-S-E-K-O. Oh, wait. Charles. I'm, on it. I'm 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 writing down who picked what guys and next to Larry Zabisco I wrote Charles instead of Peter. <laughs> Larry Charles. He's related to Ray. <laughs> and see, to, to to solve this problem for myself, I just wrote Larry. <laughs> and that brings us back to the regular roster and Joe. Uh, Jake the Snake. There you go. So that brings it back to me. And I'm taking the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. That's a good one, too. Okay. I am taking... The ultimate warrior. Okay, good. You go ahead. It's your turn. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were after Chris. I'm all right. This <laughs> thanks for great podcasting radio. I'll get this eventually. <laughs> eventually. Oh, uh, hold on. I love that Slick's name says Slick Manager. Like, is that a description or is that his name? <laughs> Chris, would you like I to don't. tell the story? What is, oh, I was going to say, I'm like, I'm having deja vu right now. I've had this conversation before. A slick manager that we saw that on one of the old shows from Habits when it sat underneath, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and Ange asked you, who is slick manager? Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's funny. And you said his name is Slick and he's the manager. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, man, I was like, like, I was having deja vu, like, wait a minute. I've been to this exact point in time before. All right. I'm going to pick DiBiase. With the belt? Uh, Yeah, with million dollar. With, I thought that was a given, but yes, sir, with the million dollar belt. All right. Thank you. I am going to take Zeus. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm taking the Warlord. Wait, so Chris, so you can use them separately now, right? Even though you have both powers of pain. Yes. Or you could put them together. Uh, I could, but I'm not going to. Okay. No, no, I know. I'm just asking. That's kind of cool. Okay. I just had shit. I was just looking at it, and I forget who I wanted now. Ted DiBiase. Oh, Honky Tonk Man. Only picking guys I know. Gennetti, Honky. I will take the Young Stallions, Paul Roma, Jim Powers. (laughs) Shit, I know Jim Powers. He's mine. All right. I'm taking Hercules. Fernandez or uh, Jones? Uh, Jones, clearly. <laughs> who, is, who the hell is Hercules Jones? 
Exactly. Is it my turn? It is. Yes. Okay, I'm taking uh, Gorilla Monsoon. By himself? As a one-man commentary team? Well, no, I wanted him and Jesse the Body, but I thought I had to do them separately. No, no you can do them together. All right, then the commentary team of him and Jesse. Okay. I'm taking Rick Rude, who already has Bobby Heenan with him because I drafted him. Oh, good call. Um, I think a name that has been omitted from this list is the other member of the Bolsheviks. Is Boris Zukov with WF in A9? Yep. I didn't see him on a list, but I'll... Well, yeah, but he was a jobber. He was doing jobs at the time, but he was there. Oh, he was? Okay. Well, well I'm taking the Bolsheviks. Yeah. Here's a... Here's a... Here's a... I just, I just Googled Boris Zukov 1989, and the first four matches that come up were Boris Zukov 1989 in WWF. Versus Bret Hart, versus Hibbley Jim, Bill Woods. Boris Zukov and Bill Woods. I mean, that's a fucking tag team. Oh, sorry. I said F. That's fine. Okay. I didn't even realize. I've been trying to not say F for the last hour. Uh, Hercules versus, yeah, so Boris Zukov's okay if you want, because he was there. Cool. Um, well, hell, if I could pick, if I could pick other guys that aren't in this list, then, uh, <laughs> well, I almost I want to. Nikolai, and I was like, wait a minute here. Well, I almost want to say Tom Stone because him and like him, Tim Horner and Barry Hartz were my favorite job guys. But I only like Tom Stone because he was a fat guy and had a very generic name. Okay, so let me see. Oh man, oh, shit! All right, Harley Race. That's a good pick. So do I have to do him as King Harley Race or no? Oh no, he wasn't. Oh wait, maybe, maybe he was. He was. He was King in '89. No wait, Haku, Haku was King. Haku was at Mania, but I don't remember when. Uh, no, I'm not going to do the King thing anyway. It's okay. Okay. Very confused. With that said, I'm taking Haku. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to take the tag team of Greg the Hammer Valentine and Hulk Hogan. Uh, who's up? Me. Yes. So wait, when did was B. Brian Blair not in WWF at this time? He was not. I fact checked that before we started. Uh, oh well. He wrapped up in August '88. What a prick. <laughs> well, Brunzel was a job guy then. I don't want him. Brunzel and Borzukov was probably a great tag team. Uh, all right, so <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure that 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 had to be one of the jobber teams, like on Superstars or Wrestling Challenge or All American, Re- all American Wrestling or Primetime. Um, all right, so I'm gonna take a wacky tag team. <laughs> I, I have like three. Wacky names in mind for a weirdo tag team. <laughs> we oh yeah, but then I have to have a six man match somewhere with these three guys. I mean, you can. You could easily book like a uh, handicap. Danny, Danny Davis and Brooklyn Brawler and uh, I could do three against two, right? Because he did that at Mania Five. Yeah. For the tag yeah, All right, so I'm gonna pick the weirdo tag team of Mike McGurk. <laughs> the ring announcer chick, uh, Vince McMahon as a three, three, you know, a tri- trios team, whatever. Vince McMahon, Mike, Mike McGurk, and Sensational Sherry. <laughs> That's trios tag team champions. Your winner, Mister Perfect. That's the, every time I hear the name Mike McGurk, I think of that from the the old video game. She, dude, she was just on like Bradshaw's podcast like two weeks ago. I didn't even know she was still alive. I need to watch that whole thing. I'm going to take my commentary team of uh, Shivani and Lord Alfred Hayes. Wait a minute. Oh, I didn't even see Lord Alfred Hayes on here. 
Aw, oh, chicken and a shoelace. Damn it. <laughs> hey, do you remember when Lord Alfred Hayes had a, uh erection on primetime wrestling? <laughs> I think you showed me this. Yeah. And, and you showed me the video. They were, you, showed, yeah. you showed me Lord Alfred Hayes' erection. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. And The Undertaker on there doing, like, um, showing him how to, like, embalm people or whatever, and they were using him as a, like, crash test dummy. So they put the sheet over his head, or they put the sheet over his whole body, they laid him on this thing, and they're like, first you have to cut into the chest, and then this thing went up, and Vince McMahon's like, what do you do with that thing over there? <laughs> he pointed at it, then he dropped, like, a book on it. <laughs> oh, oh my man, God. On TV. I have it on VHS somewhere. It's amazing. Anyway, okay. I'm going to take uh, Hill William James. <laughs> what? Hill William James. I don't get it. Hill William. Oh, you're James. a you're a weirdo. Wait, what's your name? I wrote Joe. I'm not taking that guy. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, my next one. My next one. Uh, Hacksaw Duggan. I'm actually surprised nobody took him already. I am going to take Tito Santana. I'm taking Ron Garvin. Oh man, that's a real good one. All right, my next one is Mr. Perfect. How did Mr. Perfect not make it earlier? I, I don't know, but I just said it before in the Mike McGurk video game voice, and then I'm like, wait a minute, nobody took him yet. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a whole lot left here. Wow. Um, yes. Yeah, there's really not much left here. I'll take Virgil. With all his, with all his fans? I am going to take... All right, hold on here. I have a plan. All those guys are taken. Okay. Okay. How's okay. that plan? Uh, I'm taking Ron Bass. Um, Ron Bass? Who's up? That'd be you, Joe. All right. Uh, Bruce the Barber. Oh, I thought he was taking earlier shit. Larry the Barber. <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence uh, the Barber. <laughs> Lawrence. <laughs> Floyd the Barber. Oh, good one, good one, good one. I got that reference. I understand. <laughs> not, not quite a barber, but I'm going to take Brother Love. Oh, I was literally about to take Brother Love shit. Okay. You were about to take a Brother Love shit? <laughs> okay. I'm taking the commentary team of the Brooklyn Brawler and Howard Finkel. <laughs> uh, Finkel is going to be play-by-play. And the Brooklyn Brawler... Uh, does, does, he have to, does he have to call every move in his Howard Finkel announcing voice? <laughs> yes. A big hurricane runner! <laughs> but he can't, like... My guy's just doing the hurricane run on a tugboat. <laughs> Earthquake in his ship round singlet. <laughs> big splash! Oh, I think man. the one thing in common with all of my guys is they all do a big splash. <laughs> As opposed to a little one. Man, there's not much left, right? Uh, Wait, am I up? Yeah. All right, Blue Blazer. All right. There ain't much left at all, really. I am done. Yeah, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take one or two more, but I think uh, I'm almost done as well. That's. I, I think I'm almost done. I just have to make sure that I, everything lines up. I, I don't have a random extra guy here. <laughs> we have three man commentary booth. 
Yes, I have one. I have one guy too many. Okay, I'm going to take for my final pick. I'm taking Sam Houston. Okay. All right. So I have one last. Wait, does this have to be my last one, or can I do two more? You can do as many as you want. Me and Matt are both done. You have your pick of the litter. All right. Well, I kind of want. Where the where the hell did he go now? All right. I'm going to take. Shit. I don't know who to put him with though. I want to take Fuji, but I don't know who to put him with. I don't want to put him with Demolition because I want them to be baby faces. All right, Fuji. I'm taking Fuji. I'm going to put him with Demolition. And then I think the la- my last one will be. <laughs> I keep I keep looking at Slick Manager and laughing. <laughs> Uh, I think my my last one is gonna be uh actually no I think I'm done. There yeah. you go. I think I'm done. There, I mean, I, I, yeah I'm good. So we open it up to trades and immediately Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you got for me? Flare for Lex. No, I can't do that. Is Wait, there, so what are my what are my options? Yes or no? Yeah. Oh. But Mac okay. can sweeten the pot. Mac can sweeten the pot if he finds somebody. If he finds like a. Like Lex and twenty bucks. <laughs> I don't mean, I don't mean in real money. You. I don't mean in real. Yeah, I don't mean in real money. Like like in real life. I mean like in. <laughs> I don't know podcast cash. It, podcast. podcast bucks. Podcast. So what? So what? Like, what are you gonna like? What's he gonna give you? Like Lex Luger and Omaha Steaks or something? <laughs> <laughs> I have that already. Lex Luger and some blue chew. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I got flair. I don't think I need blue chew. So I, I definitely want to trade for flair. I may not you, budge on flair. Hmm. How about your entire roster? They just, they just booked. <laughs> now have a Ric Flair clinic, a <laughs> seminar. <laughs> All right. Okay. Matt, li- list your whole roster. Okay, so my roster is the Brainbusters with Bobby Heenan, Bad News Brown, Brother Love, Dusty Rhodes, Haku, the Heart Foundation, the Young Stallions, Coco Beware, Ward Alfred Hayes and Tony Schiavone, Savage with Elizabeth, Rick Rude, Roddy Piper, Tito Santana, Virgil, and Zeus. Would you any of those guys, Joe, be, make up for what you were doing with Flair? The only thing that's tempting out of that is Heenan and the the Brainbusters. I almost feel like it's a lateral move because it's like I'm, I'd be giving you a horseman for the horseman. <laughs> and kind of kills at the same time what I'm doing. Do um, <laughs> I'm I'm probably Dusty not interest you? Flair. Nah. Okay, that really sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. Um, I'm going to put up my roster, just in case anybody would like to have a listen to what I got. I have Andre, Big John Stud, Earthquake, Tugboat, Akeem, Barbarian, Ultimate Warrior, Warlord, Hercules, Bolsheviks, Hillbilly Jim, Greg Valentine, Hulk Hogan, um, Sam Houston, Ron Bass, Ron Garvin, Finkel, and Brooklyn Brawler. I'm not trading Larry Zabisco with the Western Heritage title. Hello. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna make I'm Googling. I'm, I'm glad that that silence was not that my connection lost. That you guys just have zero interest in any of that. No, I was. I'm sorry. I was Googling. <laughs> so it's like I was just out here. Uh, Joe, would you like to hear my guys again? No, I have. I have the whole list in front of me written down with your names and everything. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess right. I kept track of everything. Yeah. I'm trying to find out who was uh, NWA World Champion in 89. Flair and Steamboat. Yeah. So do I have to take the NWA title with Flair? No, and you actually already did not. But I guess retroactively, in well, like... I, well, I, I didn't even think to ask that until now. It's uh, Flair, Steamboat, Flair, Sting, Flair. Yeah, so Flair and Steamboat both had it in 89. All right, anyway. No, I, I, I didn't ask for it before, so I'm not going to take it. I, I guess so, I'm going to stay put. So nobody for the Warlord. Warlord? What, what am I going to do with him? You don't even have fuck the Barbarian. Oh, wait, you. you do have the Barbarian. I do. What if, what if I traded you Flair for the Warlord? <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> Just to piss off Matt. But I wouldn't do that. <laughs> trade trade Ric Flair for the Bolsheviks. <laughs> I feel like I'd have a better chance with, with Chris getting Flair than than Joe. So I will and I will encourage that deal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. It's like Joe, I will give you Akeem and the Bolsheviks for Ric Flair. No, I can't give a shit. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not getting. I'm not getting rid of Flair. I'm just thinking, who can I trade for Akeem? Because I kind of want the Twin Towers together, but I don't. I only have one half of them. Uh, but my only, uh, I will trade for him, but it needs to be somebody over 300 pounds. <laughs> Joe, would you be I'm willing not, to? Not there, you, oh, <laughs> I thought you meant me. <laughs> you asked me someone over 300 pounds, and you said Joe. I'm like, I'm not there. <laughs> I'm around. I'm hovering around 250. Would you be willing to entertain trades for Barry Windham? Uh, yeah. Okay. Right for 1989 Widowmaker WWF Barry Windham, yes. <laughs> okay, so the name Barry Windham. Uh, I will be glad to trade you. Let's see. How about Haku for Windham? Uh, who else? <laughs> Um, That's not a no, but I want to see who else you're willing to trade. Let's see. Hold on quick. Because if you want Akeem and I want Barry Windham, maybe we can bring Chris in on this and make it a three-way deal. What if we sneak attack Chris and knock him out and then I just do Ah! (laughs) Chris, could I interest you in Haku? He's not over 300 pounds. Haku was going to be my next choice when I got down to the bottom of the barrel. Who do you have that's over 300 pounds that you're willing to give up? Over 300 pounds? Yeah. Probably just Zeus. You over 300 pounds? Hold oh, on. wait. I have, I have Dusty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was over he's there. just fat. I, I, I need, like, I, I'm going, I got a theme yeah. going. Here. Akeem was a rail. <laughs> <laughs> well, fat. Still is. Last Saturday, last time I, I pictured him. I mean, if you're doing Hostest, Haku oh. fits in the Hostest really well. I know. I know. Matt's also got Brother Love, who was pushing 300 at least. I know. Oh, trust me, Brother Love is going to be involved there. But I couldn't give up just Akeem for Brother Love. But but if I give you Haku and Joe gets Akeem and I get Barry Windham, I also want Brother Love. You also want Brother Love. Uh... Brother Brother Love and Haku. Or team that you get, which you swap to Joe for Barry Windham. For Barry Windham. I'm able to get something real quick. Joe, yeah, would, like, you, would you agree to Akeem for, for Barry Windham? Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, it's done. Done! Akeem to Joe. Matt gets Widowmaker. I get Akeem. Chris, who do you get? I'm getting Brother Love and Haku. Okay. I'm just making notes still. Uh, Haku, where's Haku? Okay. Okay. So that that's my two trades. I'm done. Yeah, you're done. I think I'm done too. I, I I got all the guys I want. I mean, I have I have some guys. I'm like, well, they don't really fit Sam Houston, you know. But I need <laughs> somebody for run. So so here is the list of who is not getting booked. Who's not getting booked? <laughs> this is for the purposes of unrestricted free agents. Correct. Well, the Bushwhackers. Oh, that, these are guys that you can just take at random now. They're unrestricted you can free take agents. Take them if, if you if you need to fill out your card. Okay. So the Bushwhackers, Danny Davis, Dustin Rhodes, Jim Brunzel, Jimmy Hart, oh. Jimmy Snuka, Lanny Papo, the Red Rooster, Rick wow. Martel. I knew Rick Martel had taken. Damn it! Rockin' Robin, S.D. Jones. Slick Manager. <laughs> oh, Joe, you can get Slick Manager now. And Superstar Billy Graham. So the only one you missed is Gene Okerlund also. Oh, Gene Okerlund also, which I will take Gene Okerlund. Uh, okay. So, Chris, you want to grab somebody? Are we still going in order, right? Matt, Chris, me. No, no, no. No, no. This is, this is, if you want to grab, I don't want to grab anybody from there. I don't need you anybody. just yell if we want somebody and then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they're, they're unrestricted. You're paying them shit. So I'm taking Rick Martell. Are you taking Slick? <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I'm taking Rick Martell with – didn't Slick manage him when he went heel? No. I don't think. Who managed him when he – I thought somebody managed him when he first went, when he went heel. Frenchie Martin, maybe? No. He was always that dude. Yeah, Rick Martell with Slick, 1989. Okay, that's what I thought. Whoa, you got like a whole little stable there. Rick Martell with Slick versus Jerry Lynn. Wait a minute. What? <laughs> From 1989, from primetime wrestling. I wish it was Jerry Lynn 10 years later, like, ooh, Jerry Lynn against, like, the mob. <laughs> like, fucking metal. Hey, and Mike McGurk's the ring announcer. Yeah, it was Slick. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, Slick managed Martell in 89. All right, cool. So we're set, then. Yep. So we're going to take a break. We'll put our cards together, and we'll be right back here on CKCC Radio. You're listening to The A-Show. It's the most successful independent wrestling promotion of this generation. It's the place where the stars of today made their name. Now get the inside story of Ring of Honor from those that lived it with an honorable mention. Join Ring of Honor alumni Shane Hagedorn and his co-host Jeff Schwartz as they break down a classic Ring of Honor event every Tuesday and get the -the behind-the-scenes scoop and inside stories that you won't hear anywhere else. An honorable mention, available every Tuesday on your favorite podcast platforms. For exclusive bonus content, plus early ad-free access to every show, check out patreon.com slash anhonorablepod. Greetings, folks. Do you like beer? Do you know who I am? Maybe not? My name's Kev, also known as Irish Kev. And my dear friend Rick and myself actually really were supposed to have a cool promo for our beer review podcast known as the Hooligans of Hops, where Rick and myself take you through a drunken journey of all of the beers that we try. On a scale of 0.25 to 5 being the best, we talk about the best and worst beers we've had on the show. In between, you hear sports banter, some wrestling, and 
I don't know anything that happens when we get drunk. So check out our show on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple iTunes, Buzzsprout, and anywhere you can get your podcast sources. We'll try not to get drunk next time and do something for you. But here's the promo. Thanks. Hi, this is Anthony from the IWEP Network. We're a collection of weekly podcasts that vary in all different types of topics. We can be found on all social media, as well as any podcast or music app that you may use, as well as YouTube. We go live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch every Friday and Sunday. Here's a lineup of our five shows that you may be interested in. Interviews with Everyday People. Interviews and conversations on a positive note and just getting to know each other. Everyone has a story. Bangin' Beers podcast, beer reviews, hanging out with some friends, and much more. Truth behind illusion. Are you into ghosts, monsters, conspiracy theories, and more? Then this show will be for you. Tornado Tag Podcast. Pro wrestling stories, news, and show reviews. We love supporting indie wrestling, so come check us out. Not Cool in High School Podcast. A pop culture show where we cover movies, television, comic books, and video games. A weekly topic. So come hang out with us. We would love to hear from you. Follow us on all social media, and we'll see you soon. I'm Jason. And I'm David. And we're the hosts of the Non-North Sports Podcast, where the home of sports talk for everyone. Join us bi-weekly as we talk about the happenings in sports. You can find the Non-Nerd Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. And we're back here on the A-Show on CKCC Radio. Matt and Chris and Joey Image here with you on a Monday morning. We have drafted our cards, or we've drafted our rosters, and now it's time to announce the cards. And typically, we go in draft order. But Joe would like an example of how to (laughs) present so Joe's actually going to go last, and I'm going to go first, and Chris is going to go second. Perfect. So with that said, we are going to the Stabler Arena in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, on the campus of Lehigh University. It is a taping of primetime wrestling, getting two episodes of primetime out of this. Just the matches for the most part, no wacky skits, none of the studio stuff, so the crowd doesn't see that live. Wait, have I worked in that? Is that the building that I worked in? Is that an eight-man tag? That was at East Stroudsburg. Oh, that's right. That's right. University. Okay. This is a much larger building. <laughs> Can you imagine that tiny little room at East Stroudsburg? <laughs> Primetime wrestling. So it's 89. Are... Yeah. So we kick things off with the Birdman, Coco Beware. Makes his way out to the ring. Bird on his arm. Flapping his arms like a bird. Theme song that says "Bird, Bird, Bird," and he is here to take on the Widowmaker Barry Windham. Oh, all right. And this is your standard opening match on like a house show. It goes eight minutes. Coco tries his best, but Barry Windham just too much for Coco and beats him with the claw. Yeah, that sounds about right. So we go to the interview stage podium area. Oh, I love that. Stage that's in the middle of everything. That was the best. Yes. And Mean Gene is here. And he is here to introduce his guest, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Mm -hmm. And then Joe walks out. Yes. Why do I walk out? Because you're Dusty. Oh, okay. You're actually covered in dust. You're not Dusty Rhodes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just Dusty in general. So Dusty comes out, and he's talking about how he is the American dream, and he is the common man working hard with his hands, and he is interrupted by Ravishing Rick Rude and Bobby the Brain Heaton. Rude comes out and says, you think that you're the American dream? 
let me take off my robe and show you what the real American dream looks like. Does the hip swivel. And Dusty says, well, you may have a better body, but I could beat you in the ring. And later tonight, I'm going to do just that. So later tonight, Rick Rude against Dusty Rhodes. I bet somewhere that I bet that match I happened somewhere. And I bet it was fantastic. Much less fantastic is my next contest. <laughs> Already in the ring are the young stallions. Paul <laughs> Roma, Jim Powers. They, they are fired up. And, yeah, they got a job. <laughs> <interest. laughs> and their opponent is Zeus. Yes. <laughs> That's I'm all about this. Zeus comes out. Zeus just beats the ever-living fuck out of both young stallions. <laughs> Puts them both in the bear hug simultaneously. <laughs> and Zeus wins. Hey, in that kind of match, does one guy have to tap or both have to tap? Just one. <laughs> Uh, he makes both the bodies tap each other, and that's how they t- t- tap out. Well, in, in 1989, there's no tap outs yet, so it's just right. them shaking their heads, yes, 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 we give up. <laughs> One shaking, yes, we give up, and saying, the other one's like, no, 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 this is, why is this happening? And, and the one in the, the one in the middle is like, well, you're not being crushed in between two people, so you don't really have a say in this. <laughs> John Tesh! That's the guy I was thinking about? Yeah, that's the guy. Remember John Tesh? Yeah, yeah, from, from Thanksgiving. From Entertainment Tonight. John Tesh from Thanksgiving. I meant to say from India, um, Entertainment Tonight. Uh, was this conversation before we went on the air, by the way? Uh, I think so, that you couldn't, you couldn't remember who it was. It's funnier now that just in the middle of this man talking, you just blurted. You know? You're just like ejaculated. Look, while we're on break, I was trying to figure out that guy from, uh, I thought he was Inside Edition or uh, Entertainment Tonight, yeah. yeah was, uh, I was like, who's that guy from Yeah. John Tesh. You know, John Tesh from Thanksgiving. <laughs> he brought the, he brought the pudding. He ate the last of the stuffing, that fuck. <laughs> so, the the main event of the first episode of Primetime Wrestling is for the World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Titles. Okay. It is the Brain Busters defending against the Heart Foundation. Awesome match. And this match actually starts with, like, the stooging heel in peril stuff. Oh, God. Like, the they do the arm ringer and give it, like, Arn does the arm ringer and gives it to Tully. Or, or Tully does the arm ringer and gives the arm to Arn. He pulls it over his arm, over his shoulder a couple times. But on the third one, Brett reverses it and gives Arn Tully's arm. And now Art is doing like the wrench down thing on Tully, and it's really funny. Um, they they do the crisscross, and Brett just stops running. So now Tully's just running back and forth like a goof. <laughs> this actually for for Bethlehem works perfectly. That happened in one of my matches. <laughs> you don't say. Two thousand four against Hubie Volk, we did the crisscross. He stopped and got out of the ring, and I just kept going for another like minute and a half. 
people people in the crowd were like, "Why are you still running?" Like I have a bet with Eric Andretti that I can run this road for three minutes. No, I, I was doing the clueless idiot thing, so I didn't realize they stopped. And then I stopped. Ah. I stopped running at one point and looked around the ring and didn't see him and just kept going anyway. <laughs> it would have been great if you'd have been like, "Well," and then he would have walked to the back and he would have won. The <laughs> So Heenan gets up on the apron, distracts Anvil. I'm sorry, distracts Brett, and that starts the heat. Heat for a couple minutes, and eventually hot tag to Anvil, bumping the brainbusters all around, tag into Brett to do the heart attack. As Brett hits the ropes, Tully trips up Brett, pulls him out of the ring, and the fight begins on the floor. The other members of the teams also fight their way out to the floor, and fight to the back in a double countout. 12 minutes. And then Virgil comes to the ring. (laughs) Virgil, on his own, because Ted DiBiase is at his spring residence in Boca Raton, Florida, and Virgil has to, by himself, take on Tito Santana, who beats him very quickly, six minutes with the flying forearm. There you go. Oh, that's trouble. Time for superstars, I'm sure. This is the opening match on the second week of prime time. <laughs> Up next, making his way to the ring, making his WWF debut, the total package Lex Luger. Cue the, the best music in WCW 1996, that... I love that music. But we're in 89. Right. <laughs> Did you say 96? Yes. So okay. He got his music a little early. <laughs> It was in his contract. His opponent, the man who had the same music for his entire career, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Actually, at one point, I was convinced, like, in when he was uh, coming back for, like, 2005, 2006, like, I was like, that is not the same bagpipe song. Uh, It escapes you. There was one where he was, I I think it was different in WCW for, like, his first year or so maybe scotland the brave that sound about right i have no idea i don't know what it was called i know i know what it sounds like but i don't know what it was it was just roddy piper music to me right <laughs> i didn't even know that oh, Roddy song <laughs> i know who's coming out to this <laughs> yeah it's, it's joey mags 80 oh my god what a name 89 piper versus 89 luger is very interesting i like that a lot and 89 piper was just like Brother Love and Morton Downey Jr. on WrestleMania. Yeah, and and he's a face here, and he only wrestles sporadically, so this is a big deal for him to be on primetime. And Lex is young and is using the power game to his advantage. But Piper is the wily veteran here, and Lex goes to pick him up for the torture rack, and Piper actually um, doesn't, like, he, he, like, goes all the way to his feet. Like, he, he slips out of it. Yeah. Uh, comes up behind Luger, runs him to the ropes, roll up, one, two, three. Oh, man. Either, like, you know what? Like, I would have, uh, I was thinking, like, oh, from there you could just put him in the sleeper, but that would make Lex look fucking terrible. <laughs> like, debuting and just lost. <laughs> no, it's kind of like a slip on a banana peel kind of thing. Right. So we go to our semi-main, which is actually the main event of week one of TV. No, wait, it's week two. The Oakland yeah. segment got pushed out to the second week. And it's Ravishing Rick Rude against 
the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, the common man. And what we do here is Rude actually sneak attacks Dusty. And they start right in the heat because one of Dusty's best um, roles is getting sympathy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Rude is just working him over, working him over. Dusty finally gets the upper hand, flip up and fly, bionic elbow, um, goes to hit the elbow drop, and uh, just like the an elbow drop, like a simple elbow drop like Dusty used to do. And yeah. as he hits the ropes, he then trips him. Not enough to make him fall down, but enough to distract him. Ugh. Rude takes advantage, comes up behind Dusty, hits him with a knee to the lower back. Dusty staggers out into the Rude Awakening. One, two, three. Oh, man. Dust taking the big L there. But that's okay. because oh, he's, he's he, Thank you. I hope you said that you liked that and not that I, you didn't like it. No, I, I, like, <laughs> so I like that finish. Thank you. And now for our main event for the World Wrestling Federation title, Randy Macho Man Savage defends against Bad News Brown. That's who I was like, you know what? There was somebody that you drafted that I was like, I would have taken that. And it was, yeah, it was I, bad I, news. I, I didn't even see his name on the list. I would have taken that guy. Wasn't this a Saturday's main event match at one point? Is that, I remember seeing this match and loving it. I think he, I think he took on Hogan in that. No! Fuck. No, no. I've seen this exact match. There was a Saturday Night's Main Event where Bad News wrestled Hogan and for some yeah. reason left the ring and came back out from the back with a shovel. Yes! Yes! <laughs> and carried thought, the shovel thought, above his head. <laughs> I thought that Bad News Brown and Macho Man was on one of those also. I don't know. Maybe not. It may have been. So, Savage gets the upper hand early, um, just using his o- over-energetic self to just the, the, the craziness, the madness, if you will, of Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, takes uh, takes control early, but Bad News cuts him off. They go into the heat, and Bad News just keeps the heat really simple because that's all he needs to do because he's Bad News Brown. He's not fancy. He's not flashy. He just beats you up. But we know how this ends. Yeah. Savage gets the comeback. Double axe handle. Another double axe handle. Up to the top. Flying elbow. One, two, three. Send the fans home happy. Randy Savage with Miss Elizabeth as noted by commentators Tony Schiavone and Lord Alfred Hayes, is still your WWF champion as primetime wrestling goes off the air. What would what would Lord Al, uh, Lord Al Hayes say? Like, like Ryzen would be like, like, oh, the Macho Man is just beating the Bad News Brown. He would say, Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> They're fruity, fruity, tasty, fruity. Skittles. Brought to you by Tough Actin Ted Actin. Tough Actin Ted Actin. Those my my favorite seven words on TV was promotional consideration paper by the following when I was a kid. Uh, that is my card. Okay. That was a um a precursor to my card, which is going to be filled with impressions. Oh boy. Just to let you know. Matt, Joe, do you know what happened in nineteen eighty nine? A lot of things. WrestleMania five. It was uh, the beginning of the fall of the Iron Curtain. And do you know what happened in 1989 over uh, the summer? It was the Moscow Peace Music Festival, where lots of heavy metal bands like, uh, I think it was like Judas Priest and uh, Metallica, um, Skid Row, Cinderella, Motley Crue, Ozzy Osbourne, um, 
Actually, those first two bands didn't play at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, I, I had forgotten my, uh, my thing. Yeah, but Ozzy and the Scorpions and, uh, Molly Crew did play. And Skid Row. <clears throat> so, Vince McMahon's like, God damn it. We need to get over there. The Iron Curtain's falling. So, on Labor Day weekend, the Moscow Wrestling Fight Festival occurs in Central Lenin Stadium in Moscow, Soviet Union. The first wrestling to be brought to you since the start of the Cold War. <laughs> we, we come out, and we have our announced team of the Brooklyn Brawler and uh, Howard Finkel making their way. They're, they're going to announce this big pay-per-view, and the Brooklyn Ball is like, I got something to say for all you, all you communists out there. And he starts railing into the Soviet Union, and these people are not happy, and the KGB is like, oh, shit. Uh, but then Brother Love makes his way out, and his face is painted all red. And he makes his way out, and he punches the Brooklyn Brawler right in the fucking skull. And Brooklyn Brawler takes powder out, and he goes back to the uh, the booth. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the all red brother love bring, likes to thank everybody for coming to Central Lenin Stadium here in Moscow. And they have a great show for us. And, uh, he's gonna be our ring announcer tonight. <laughs> Even though there's Howard Finkel, but, uh, I didn't have brother love, uh, first. So, first match is, uh, is a retirement match. It is Big John Stud taking on Sam Houston. And now this isn't a the winner or the loser retires. This is Big John Studd's last match, and he's go and he's uh, he's the big giant here, and he's taking on the All American Cowboy. And Big John Studd comes out to quite the ovation because he's a giant, and Sam Houston is his boot out of the building because he's a he's a cowboy. You know, there's no cowboys in Russia, and so Big John Studd comes out and he lays a whooping on Sam Houston. They go about ten minutes. And in Big John Studd's last stand in front of 120,000 people in Moscow, which is how many tickets were sold to the, the the concert, so they clearly sold just as many tickets to this wrestling show. So the 120,000 are there, and they see Big John Studd, and he gets his hand raised, beating Sam Houston. That's his final. Uh, that's his final take in the sun here in uh, Mother Russia. Next what match. Big John Studd. He retired on top. Well, no, he didn't. But he's in Moscow, though. Yeah, that's a big deal. Against Sam Houston. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but he beat the shit out of him. Jim Brunzel was washing his hair, so Sam Houston <laughs> made the trip. Well, I mean, there's no there's no American ties to this uh, to to Jim Brunzel. Sam Houston's a cowboy. He's the West, the old West. The West, you know, like America, the West. So Sam Houston's one of the Westies. Strike up for the record. Did not. The next match is uh, <laughs> a stupid match. It goes five minutes. It's Ron Garvin taking on Ron Bass. <laughs> that sounds like a match I would love to see. Oh yeah, I'm sure. In '89, that would be just a brawl. Just <coughs> a it is a brawl. Hands of stone, Ron Garvin versus Cowboy Outlaw Ron Bass. Yes, another cowboy from the West, and Ron Garvin, the Canadian, <laughs> takes his win in five minutes with the heart punch. Next match, the American Appalachian 
Hillbilly, Hillbilly Jim makes his way out to the ring. American Appalachian? <laughs> well, I hope Billy's on the, the, Is he the, from the mountains? He's from these are mountain people? I thought the Hillbillies were from the mountains. That's why they're hills. I guess. To end, he's going against someone who the people in the East would think would be very, very vicious. He's taking on the Warlord. And Hillbilly Jim and the Warlord wrestle for three minutes. And Hillbilly Jim gets caught in the full Nelson. And the, the son of the soil can't do anything. And he uh, he taps out and he gives up to a man by the name of the Warlord. I can see that. That's a house show. That's, a, that's like a National Coliseum house show match. Yeah. Except, except they flew 16 hours. <laughs> <laughs> to wrestle for three, three minutes. minutes. Three minutes of the Warlord finisher. <laughs> Next match! A man who, we're, we're going to use him now as this. He comes out and says he's a king. But there are no kings in the Soviet Union. Haku makes his way out and he's booed vociferously because there is no kings here. There, there were kings at one point, you know, but that time's long gone. And he's taking on a god. Hercules comes out. And Hercules is met with a giant ovation because he's a god. He's, he's Hercules. And Haku and Hercules wrestle for ten minutes. And there's a lot of clubbering. And the people, the people behind the Iron Curtain love a good clubbering. And uh, when it comes down to it, the god defeats the king. And Hercules beats Haku. I uh, didn't Hercules do uh, Full Nelson too. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, he did. Uh, what, did he beat, what did he beat him with? What's something that we, the Russian sickle? He hits him with Ivan Koloff's finish as a tribute. He could just he could just do the the, the German suplex and roll the shoulder like they did at Mania Five when he beat Haku. No, this is the, the Moscow Wrestling Fight Festival, not WrestleMania Five. But but they already worked each other. This, is this the rematch or is this the first match? Yes. <laughs> then there you go. They're dancing on the bar. Yeah, I, I, I'd like to note that so far the premise of Chris's card is these people are seeing wrestling for the first time, so he can give them literally anything, and they'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, and they'll love it. <laughs> Next match, tugboat. Oh God, <laughs> tugboat. I can, can I Take, guess the opponent? <laughs> takes on the earthquake. Oh, all right. I was going to say Andre. Never mind. Oh, and Earthquake, the Canadian, Canadian Earthquake, comes out in a red singlet, and the people just lose their fucking mind. They're like, yes, he's one of us. That should be where you understand that an earthquake is a natural disaster while a tugboat is just a boat. And the Earthquake makes quick use of the boat uh, in six minutes and defeats him with the ass splash. There's... uh. You know, the Brooklyn Brawlers very upset at this at the uh, announce table because all the Americans are losing. And Alfinkel's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> Except she said, yeah, no <laughs> shit. <laughs> so, the next match is another match of two gigantic behemoths. The Barbarian comes out, and man, these people... They, they, he's a barbarian. He's a, he's a, he's a giant woodsman that 
can defeat anything. You know, he's a barbarian. He, you know, he's like a Mongolian, but he's no match for a warrior. But not just any warrior, an ultimate warrior. And these fans see ultimate warrior sprint all the way to the ring, and they are just shook. They're like, oh, my goodness, this is the fastest man I've ever seen. He gets to the ring, and he shakes the ropes. They're like, oh, my God, what is this crazy lunatic doing? And the warrior and the barbarian have a click. Lots of punching and lots of kicking, lots of gouging, lots of fighting at the fight festival. Ultimate Warrior gets the barbarian all the way up in the gorilla press. He drops him. The people are stunned. Like, oh my god, he just drops him like a shit. And the warrior does the splash and defeats the barbarian in eight minutes. And now we are on our way to the semi-main event. Making their way out to the ring when real American plays. And Hulk Hogan and Greg Valentine, who uh was the best person he could find at the time. <laughs> Make the way to the ring. And real Americans going. You know, the whole, the whole deal. They make the way and, you know, Hogan, not, not holding an American flag. Cause he realizes that he's in hostile territory. You know, and uh, he's trying his best here and he's doing his thumbs up and everything, but these people are throwing shit at him. Until the sound of the Russian national anthem hits. And the Bolsheviks make their way. Like conquering heroes. The streamers, the bras, the flowers, the money being thrown at Nikolai and Borsukov as these as these people uh, lo- love their their Bolsheviks, which is a little strange. Until and then they get into the ring, and uh, Brother Love says, "Now everybody, all rise for the playing of the Soviet national anthem, which it already just played." Uh, <laughs> as Nikolai gets the uh, gets the microphone and, uh, just gives us the most heartfelt, uh, the, the most, uh, the most emotional rendition of that song, uh, uh, uh that song <laughs> ever. And Hulk Hogan and Greg Valentine are, uh, have their heads down there. They're respecting the playing of the Soviet national anthem. And afterwards it, it was like the, the people had, had just, uh, I just said Stalin had come back to life or something. And uh then the Bolsheviks take on Hulk Hogan and Greg Valentine and they go to a ten minute draw. Because he's Hogan. You know, he's not doing a job. So So then afterwards they get together and they, they shake hands. You know, everybody's cheering and clapping and Hulk Hogan grabs the uh grabs the microphone and he's like, I'd like to thank everybody here. There's an interpreter. Brother Love is actually interpreting. Uh, it's a funny fact. Bruce Pritchard knows fluent Russian. And, I was uh. Say, is he interpreting English? <laughs> so Hulk Hogan is, is talking. He, he says, he's like, there's been a lot of things going on in 1989. And we've just been a part of something special here, folks. So everybody repeat after me if I can quickly quote the former president of the United States, Ronald Reagan. Mr. Gorbachev, tear that wall down! And people start cheering. And they're crazy. And Hogan says, and if I could quickly just quote another American hero, and that, if I can change, and you can change, 
that everybody can change. And the whole crowd is going banana. And everybody's crying. And they realize that, uh, this is, this is almost over. This, this 50 year oppression of, uh, of this cold war. And everybody hugs. And the streamers are thrown and the bras and the, the flowers and the money. And, uh, they all got, they're all champions. Even Greg Valentine here. Champion. So. We finally make it to our main event. Special attraction. Coming down to the ring. Andre. The Giant. And these people have never seen a body like Andre before. And he's taken on the Western States Heritage Champion. The West. The living legend, Larry Zabisco. Zabisco. Eastern European name. Not Russian. He makes it clear that he is not one of them. And Andre is going to take that Western States Heritage title. And so they go 20 minutes. And this is a long 20 minutes with the stalling. And the stalling, but the, the folks eating it up because Andre's larger than life. And Larry's doing everything to try to take the big man down. You know, and, uh, and finally after about 18 minutes, Larry is, is like, I'm taking the big man down. And he goes to slam Andre. But Andre says, no, no. So Larry, with all of his, uh, with all of his wisdom, goes to the top rope. And while it happens, Andre catches him, gives him a peel. And Larry's down, and Andre covers him for the one, the two, and the three. And Andre is the Western States Heritage Champion. And Larry Zabisco is beside himself. And uh, everybody's cheering for Andre as Andre gets on the mic. And Andre doesn't speak very good English, and he, but he makes sure he says it so Brother Love can interpret that. This may be the Western States Heritage Championship, but right now it's the Eastern, the Eastern Block Heritage title. And we end the pay-per-view, and that's it from Moscow. Good night, everyone. Oh, wow. Is there a Moscow title? It's the, it's the Eastern Bloc uh, heritage title. So that means no. Correct. All right. So, press conference. <laughs> okay. Earthquake wins simply because he's wearing a red singlet. No, no, because Earthquake as a natural disaster is better than a boat. But, but Earthquake gets to win. Yeah. Well... The actual Russian talent on the show does not. Listen, I don't do the politics with this, Matt. You'll have to talk to Hulk Hogan and Bubba the Love Sponge. <laughs> Bubba the Love Sponge, was he around in 89? I guess start somewhere. He, he <laughs> had the license. <laughs> A driver's license, maybe. See, this driver's license, this means I can promote a professional wrestling show. <laughs> so, Joe. Yes. After hearing those two cards, do you think that you can... I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Such a thing? Okay. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm ready. Okay, so uh, we are at, first of all, June 2nd, 1989, a Friday night, my birthday, my 12th birthday. Uh, we are in Bushkill Falls, PA at Fernwood. Oh, my God. <laughs> the last time the birthday show was my birthday at Bushkill. <laughs> really? I didn't know that. Yeah, that was when New Jack steps in. <laughs> oh, how dare I forget that. Monday uh, Night Raw. Yeah. No, that was on Action Zone. <laughs> it was the lost episode of Action Zone. <laughs> so, Gorilla Monsoon, Jesse the Body, are commentators. Uh, again, it's a Friday night. Opening match, boring little, just a quick opener, eight minutes. Dino Bravo with Frenchie Martin, 
uh, versus Mr. Perfect, who's the baby face, because I don't remember, uh, whatever, I'm, I'm booking him as a baby in this match. Perfect is over, eight minutes, perfect plex, nothing fancy, nothing jazzy, just a quick little opener to kind of get a baby over to get the crowd up a little bit. Next match for the tag team titles, Demolition with Mr. Fuji against Twin Towers, Bossman and Akeem with Slick. This is like managers are screaming at each other. It's, it's, I kind of wanted it to be baby and heel, but I think I'm just going to, I think this has got to be heel and heel because I don't want Fuji as a baby face. So this is kind of heel heel, but Twin Towers just happened to be the number one contender. So screw the baby face versus heel concept for this match. Managers are screaming at each other because they're both heels. <laughs> so this ends up being a double count out because Fuji and Slicker man are fighting on the, are, you know, yelling at each other from each side of the ring on the floor which causes both of their teams to go out and try to, like, not even fight, but try to, like, calm them down so they don't cause a DQ or a countout or anything like that. So they get back in the ring. Keeps happening. Finally, both teams go out, and they're not even fighting each other. They're just trying to, like, fucking hold their dudes back. And the ref counts to 10. And, they're, and then double countout. Like, completely unexpected, out of nowhere. They go 16 <laughs> minutes. Both teams are pissed, but Demolition still retains the titles. It's over. <laughs> yeah. All right. So next match, heel Harley Race versus babyface Blue Blazer with his manager, Vince McMahon. Wait, uh, what? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay. I don't know. Hey. I, 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 I wanted Vince McMahon to manage somebody, and I didn't know where else to put him, so why not the guy that, uh, the Blue Blazer guy, the guy that's like the, in the third match, but the first appearance, so it's early in the show. And then Vince can hang out during intermission to come out later. So I had, I put him on as early as I could. He didn't make sense in either of the first two matches. So he'll hardly race for his babyface blue blazer with Vince McMahon as his manager. <laughs> so this goes about nine and a half minutes. Harley race beats the shit out of the blazer because he's a <laughs> brawler guy. But blazer is over with a three count because Harley race grabs him towards the, towards the end, does the headbutt. Blue Blazer doesn't feel shit. Does a second <laughs> but nothing. Blazer doesn't feel it because his mask is magical and he can't feel <laughs> the the headbutt has no effect on the Blue Blazer. So finally he does a third headbutt bigger than the last two. Each each time he gets like increasingly more like devastating. Third one bashes fucking Blazer in the head with his own head. Boom, knocks him out. Harley Race is just out. Knocks himself out, takes a big bump. Blazer just fucking steps on his chest. One, two, three, giggles at him. And then Vince McMahon comes in and goes, ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> That's nine and a half minutes. Uh, headbutt has no effect on, no effect on the blue blazer because of his magic mask, but has the complete opposite effect on Harley Race where it knocks him out. Oh, man, I just did the same shit. All right, well, I hate to do this, but my next match is the same as my second match. Just two different teams. Fuck. All right. <laughs> I didn't even realize I did this. So did you the second match, teams? No, no. The the second match I did was Demolition versus Twin Towers, and it ended up being a double countout because they were fighting on the floor, and yeah. it went 16 minutes. So now I have the heel Rujos versus the babyface Rockers ending on a double countout because they were fighting on the floor in 16 minutes. I didn't even <gasps> realize I did that. God damn it. I mean, you could change the finish. It hasn't. The match hasn't happened yet. Uh, it's happening now, though. Both get somebody. You know I'm gonna, I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna leave this as instead of a double count, I'm gonna do a double DQ. 
There you go. Um, I don't know why, but I don't know. Referee just DQs. I don't know why they would get double DQ'd for fighting on the floor and not count it out, but uh, the referee was stoned when he when he refed this. It was uh, it was Joey Morella, so he was a little bit you know he was hanging out with Gorilla Monsoon and his father in the commentary booth too long and uh, had a little bit too much to drink or something. So he's like, okay, <laughs> double DQ. You guys are on the floor for too long. And they were like, well, isn't this, shouldn't that be a count out? No, I'm just going to DQ you guys because I didn't feel like counting. So you're both <laughs> lost. Joey Morello punches out Ray Rougeau and Marty Jannetty and then DQs both. <laughs> I like that. Outside uh, interference okay. by me. <laughs> right. me. So now we go to our intermission. And since the whole show is quote unquote a work, uh, my intermission show is also a work. It is Millie Vanilli singing Girl, You Know It's True, the number eight, the number eight out of the top 100 song in the country in 1989. So there you go. That's our intermission show. I, it was number eight on your birthday? Uh, it was number eight of the year. Oh! The top, the top 100 songs of 1989. That was number eight of the whole year. So, and because Millie Vanilli was a work, which we all found out later, uh, it belongs on a show, which is a work. I, uh, I'm much more preferential to, uh, Blame It on the Rain. Eh, that one's not as, I'm, I'm more of, uh, what was it Blame Oh, no, no, yeah, it was, oh, not, not really, it was Baby Don't Forget My Number. I dig that song. Uh, uh wait, so they had three songs? They had like a whole album. Ba, 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 baby. Don't forget what? my number. So Weird Al parodied his Million Vanilli song with all three of Million Vanilli songs he parodied. I believe so, yeah. But they had more than, they had a whole album, dude. Should we get this back now? That was the Grammy. <laughs> that was the Grammy thing. Okay, yeah. all right. Intermission's over. These guys they they get booed out of the out of Fernwood. Fucking tomatoes are thrown at them. Whatever. Tomatoes. Right. First match. <laughs> I don't know. That's what you're supposed to do with people who don't like it. Tomatoes. Yeah, show is no tomatoes. They're just gonna throw like sticks at them because that's all there is around. Wood. So okay, opening ma- uh, not opening match. Uh, first match after intermission. Vince McMahon, Sensational Sherry, and Mike McGurk versus Mr. Fuji, Slick Manager, and Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Match goes 53 seconds. Uh, Vince McMahon threatens to fire Fuji, Slick, and Beefcake if they do not agree to lay down and lose this match. So they all say, okay, we'll just do that. And Vince pins each one of them in succession, three separate three counts. And it's about 53 seconds. Uh, So that's how that goes. (laughs) I like it. I'm proud of you. You found a way out of it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's how I found my way out of that weird t- that Cheerios team I put together, and I didn't know what the hell to do with them. And Fuji Slick and Beefcake were the last three guys I had laying around that I didn't use in a match after I booked everything else. Uh, all right, next match, heel uh, Rick Martel with Slick. Uh, I don't remember if he was the model at this point already, but I don't think so. I think he was just Rick Martel still, so I didn't do that model deal. But heel Rick Martel with Slick versus uh, Babyface Duggan. Basic uh, Duggan brawler match. You know, basic primetime slash superstar slash wrestling challenge slash all-American wrestling match. Duggan brawls. Martel tries to do technical stuff, but Duggan's like, fuck this guy. I'm just going to punch everything and everyone. <laughs> so Duggan punches everything and everyone. Uh, Duggan is over in six and a half minutes. He does a three-point stance. Slick is in the ring trying to protect Martel like at, at, at the end. And uh, Duggan just does three-point stance right through both of them. And Slick, nice. Slick powders. He does it into the corner. So Slick hits the, hits Martel. Slick into Martel, basically. So Slick was in front of him. He powders. Martel hits the corner, fucking bumps into the ring, uh, or bumps into the center of the ring. 
And, uh, Duggan just covers him three count, one to three, six minutes, six and a half minutes. All good. Um, um I, I hope that it, in my head, it was that he hit the three point stance on Martell. Martell hit like a projectile and Slick was on the apron and just knocked. <laughs> that would have been an inch, a projectile like the two by four. No, like he hit him so hard that he flew into the air like you oh, were throwing. Oh, oh. Like you broke in a baseball bat after hitting a fastball. Holy shit. Uh, alright, la- I don't know, this is not last match. This is, uh, I don't want to call it semi-main. It's the, just the seventh match. Um, <laughs> this is not a main How many match. shows we've been on that have just had seventh matches? <laughs> I've been, I've been a seventh match guy for a long time. Um, <laughs> so he a honky talk man versus babyface shake the snake Roberts. Basic honky and Jake match, nine and a half. They, 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 I think they wrestled a bunch of times. This is not any different than any of their others. Nine and a half minutes, honky wins by hitting Jake with the guitar behind the referee's back. So main event, this brings us to the main event for the million dollar title. Uh, not, sorry. Heel, million dollar man, Ted DiBiase with million dollar title versus Flair. I mean, babyface Flair. And what? <laughs> That's a hell of a match. Yeah, so this match goes 34 minutes. <laughs> nice. Yeah, because every other match, I think, combined is probably 34 minutes. So I figured, okay, <laughs> why not make this the total of the rest? Something like that. So everything, you know, both guys are super technical. DiBiase does, like, his fish drop deal. The the kind of gimmick behind this, other than that it's for the title, is the figure four versus the sleeper hole, because DiBiase does the million-dollar dream. So... Basically, after 34 minutes, Flair is over with a figure four for the million dollar title, new million dollar champion. And the story behind it is <laughs> Mitzik Man has previously agreed to give Ric Flair anything he wants because he jumped from NWA to the WWF. Okay. Regardless of who else gets hurt in the process, he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> Flair, says, Flair says, I want the fake title belt that Ted DiBiase made. And Vince McMahon's like, all right, fuck it. 34 minutes, you take it right in Bushko Falls. And he's like, okay, that's what I'll do. So that, that's what happened. And that's the end of our show, folks. Witness this in Bushkill Falls. But I, I have a press conference, Matt. Do you? I, the only thing I'd like to add is I'd like there to be a video package of Ric Flair arriving in Bushkill. <laughs> and just being like, oh. Oh. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I've made some poor decisions. He gets out of limousine and is like, woo! I would like him to walk in and go, oh, my God, the great Gyoza wrestled in this ring (laughs) or in this arena. My concern or my press conference is the idea that Babyface Blue Blazer as Vince McMahon as his Babyface manager, but then (laughs) Vince is a dick everywhere else, and the Blue Blazer is out of this. Also, sidebar. Uh, is this the, would this be the new idea for like the, uh, like the, those challenges like try to break the mask? This <laughs> is bad, but Blue Blazer is so white milk baby face, he just doesn't see the bad in him. And this is, this is where, this is, this is where the, the program starts. I, I think the idea was more of, I wanted Vincent Man. Well, it's more like two things. I wanted Vincent Man to be a manager on the first half of the show because he was wrestling in the second half of the show, but he didn't fit in either of the three matches that were already on there. So I just kind of threw that one in. 
or just threw him in there. And the second one is the shock value because people blame Vince McMahon for Owen Hart's death. So if he manages the Blue Blazer, people are like, what the hell? Fuck this guy. <laughs> they had clairvoyance to see that in 10 years. Some shit. Oh, yeah, I guess it didn't make sense. All right. Well, I didn't think of that part first. <laughs> I mean, I saw it. I was like, oh, so is this going to retcon uh, Owen dying? Yeah, I didn't think about that. But, yes. So my thought is that Vince is only a baby face with Blue Blazer because of the mask. Because the magic of the mask makes Vince good. <laughs> That's a good one. Actually, I like I'm that. It, this, it this makes, him impervious, makes him impervious to head, uh, well, any headshots, and it makes Vince McMahon a good person. <laughs> Blue Blazer's actually a genie. Yeah. Could you imagine if Vince wore the mask himself? Jesus. Can you imagine if they took off the mask and it was the fucking genie from fucking Aladdin? Aladdin? Will Smith? <laughs> Robin Williams. Robin Williams defeats Holly Race. <laughs> In 12 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Still. I'm towards the new comic relief. Wait, Matt, what was your other, uh, what was your other concern? Or is that it? I, I had no other concerns. I just wanted to see <laughs> video footage of Ric Flair arriving at Fernwood being like, I have made a poor decision. <laughs> he just, <laughs> rolls, and he pulls up to the odd lots and like, <laughs> Hey Rick, how you doing? I'm I'm Johnny Glitter. Oh my god. He's in the limo. He doesn't realize he's driving through a state forest once he gets off the highway <laughs> to get to get to Bushkill. So he's not paying attention. He doesn't realize that he's been in the Delaware Water Gap recreational area for forty five minutes <laughs> to get to the building. He's, he's clearly fucking somebody in that limo. Like, let's call a spade a spade. If he's gotta go from uh he would fly into probably Newark. And then and then go there. He's definitely fucking somebody the entire time. The whole way from Newark. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not saying that it was one person. I'm saying there was definitely something going on. Like full-blown orgy in fucking Ric Flair's limo all the way to Bushkill. And the girls get out and they're like, ew. You know, <laughs> they just said sex for two and a half hours. And then Ric Flair's like, woohoo. It is called, called Bushkill. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds like that's a flare did all the way in the all the way in the the way over. I would uh I would like to state by the way that I had uh, the Moscow Wrestling Fight Festival on Labor Day weekend because I was going to have it on New Year's Eve. Uh, you know, like in the whole David Hasselhoff thing, like talking about freedom and all that. But then I realized I go, oh, that's December thirty first in Russia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they would all just freeze to death. <laughs> that would be the finish of every match. Then just, just every day. match is time limit draw because nobody can move. <laughs> it would be a quick shitty finish, like my Vince McMahon tag match. Well, I, I didn't do it, so Vince McMahon threatens to fire their opponents if they do not agree to lose the match. <laughs> Fifty-three seconds later, they're like, "Oh, fuck it, we'll just lay down." <laughs> I, I, I'm cool with this. <clears throat> it's yeah. just bush kill. Fuji, Mr. Slick, uh, Mr. Slick, Mr. Slick, fuck, I said it again, Mr. Fuji, Slick at Bruce Beefcake, Slick manager, I mean, at Bruce Beefcake, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Slick was the rejected guy in the Mesmer Dogs. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that the rejected referee, like Mr. Fair. <laughs> I'm Mr. Slick, I'm Mr. Fair. <laughs> I'm Mr. Pink. <laughs> why does he have to be Mr. Oh, no, why do I got to be Mr. Pink? <laughs> Redacted. <laughs> I wanted to see if I can get you to save the line. Anyway, so yeah, Joe, yes. what do you have to plug? What What's coming up for you? A lot of, well, actually, not a lot of sleep. I was just saying a lot of sleeping. Not a lot of sleeping because I have a puppy now that, God forbid, I leave the room. I don't know. 
I don't have anything coming up. I don't have anything to plug. Like your whole life, your whole wrestling career. Well, I'm not wrestling anymore, so. But you're on other podcasts and stuff, right? I actually I haven't done my own in a while. Um, I am in the process of probably going to start start it up again. Um, but like I said before, we went live. I just built my new PC like a month ago, so I haven't really set everything up yet. Uh, I didn't even have Skype on it until a couple days ago. So uh, the recording software and the mic software and uh, editing and all that stuff I don't have yet. But, you know, two, two seconds of download stuff. But I'm thinking about doing my one-man show again. I don't know if I'm going to bring it back under the same name, that image guy, or just something else. I don't know. But as, uh, other than that, ever, follow me on every social platform at Joey Image TV. My Twitch streams, uh, my YouTube channel are... Not linked, but if you miss a stream, uh, I, I throw it up on the YouTube the following week. I don't know. Send me all your hate mail, joeyimage at gmail.com. And send them all your fake cameos. Send me, oh, yeah, send me all your cameo requests, which they never... Yo, I actually signed up for cameo the other, the other day. It's supposed to be a three-day wait before they respond to you, to, to accept you. It's been almost two and a half weeks now. <laughs> I haven't heard anything <laughs> back. So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that's a, either a no or it's a, like, hell no, or who the fuck is this guy? But, yo... <laughs> I mean, if there's there's guys that, you know, we know that no one's ever heard of that are on Cameo. So, I mean, I should have no problem. But, I don't know. We'll see. Oh, man. As far as our plugs, I'll just give the websites. CKCCRadio.com is the network that we are a part of. That is where this show appears two weeks from today. Mike Skyros will be joining us. Nice. And he has requested to do 2007 TNA. Oh, oh my god. That's an interesting one. That's gonna suck. <laughs> like <laughs> that's barbed wire Christmas tree territory. Yeah. Which means we're gonna have a lot of fun with that. Wait, oh. did you say two thousand seven or two thousand seventeen? Two thousand seven. Okay, that's gonna be interesting. So that was shortly after the weekly pay per views, right? Or were they still doing it then? No, that was like a two years after. No, I'm weekly pay per views? Oh no, that was a little while after. Yeah, because they started at they started in 04, didn't they? And they were doing the weekly pay per views for the first like two years or something. I thought it started in 02. Yeah, it started in 02 because we did during the Tournament well, of Champions was, maybe, 2002 TNA. Yeah. So maybe it was 04 when they stopped doing that weekly pay per view thing. I don't know. Anyway. This is sorry. the heart of, uh, this is the heart, I feel like, of every, um, when every WWE guy went to, uh, TNA. <laughs> Scott Hall showed up in the crowd. I'm like, holy shit. So that's two weeks from now. Next week, I'm by the numbers. The Mastodon, Rosh, will join me. Very cool. If you have not checked out last week's episode with Bo Nakoda, check it out. It's a pretty good one. I haven't heard that yet. Also, uh, we do have friends on the soon-to-be-named network. That's at soon-to-be-named-network.com. They have a lot of shows there. You can check out The Hooligans of Hops with Irish Kev and Rick. You can check out Not Another Sports Podcast. You can also check out the Brainwreck podcast, um, an honorable mention, and all the podcasts on the IWEP network. Personally, July 31st, I'll be at True Wrestling in Berwick, Pennsylvania. August 7th, I'll be at the Excite Wrestling Show at the, at the X in Johnson City, New York, in the Oakdale Mall. And then the following day, June 8th, I am a part of IWTV 100 at the H2O School in Williamstown, New Jersey. Awesome. IW- June 8th? Yep, yeah, August 8th. I oh, am very said, tired. Did June? I'm like, wait a minute, I think that passed already. Yeah, it was a while ago. I was going to say, I don't think you showed up. No, I wasn't there. I didn't well, see if they didn't call you until the day after it. <clears throat> yeah, Jerry would do that. 
Um, <laughs> IWTV, <laughs> go use the code word DRAFT. Uh, right now, it doesn't get you any kind of promotion, but it lets Jerry know that you signed up with our code, so he knows where you're coming from. And I think that that's all the plugs. That's all we got, man. Joe. Uh, wait, yes. one other thing. Um, now that you've heard the cards, go to our Twitter at the ACKCC and vote for who you think had the best card. We all know who had the best card, though. We all know. Hulk Hogan helped end the Cold War. Let's think about that. Flair and DiBiase, dude, for the million dollar title. That's good. (laughs) All the stuff I did like an hour ago. (laughs) (laughs) Savage and bad news. Yeah, come on. Savage and Bad News literally makes my hair stand up on end. Like, holy fuck, that'd be great. Yeah. Rick Rude and DiBiase. I'm not DiBiase, Dusty. Rick Rude and Dusty. Zeus and the Young Stallions. Hillary Jim and the Warlord for three minutes. Zeus and the Young Stallions is a main event in any arena, especially (laughs) at Fernwood. Well, I'm an hour south in Bethlehem, so they only got it as match number two. Oh my god, dude. what if that was like the, what if that was the, uh, what was the matinee and the other one was the, uh, the night card? The night card? Wait, I had Millie Vanilli on my show, so I think I have to win. <laughs> you let us know. You guys didn't even have intermission shows. I at least had an intermission with a live con, well, uh, a recorded lip-synced concert. Yeah, Nikolai actually sung that anthem, motherfucker. Yeah, that was an, that was one anthem in a match. This is a whole event. I mean, a whole show. Uh, there was two anthems. He came out to the anthem, and he sung the anthem. <laughs> um, Chris, I think you botched this by not having Steve Allen. Ah! Oh, yes! <laughs> On the, in, in the toilet? Like yeah. In the, uh, in the men's room? In my do Ukraine. Hey. <laughs> Chris Stalin. <laughs> Chris Stalin! <laughs> That's a good one. Earthboat. My kicks for Ukraine. <laughs> Until next week, Joe, thank you for joining us. Always a pleasure. It was a lot of fun. Love you, bud. Uh, So until next time, my name is Matt. And Chris. And we'll talk to you then. We'll see you.